Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad and Eric here, and we just want to welcome you back to another week at the Roundtable. We are so grateful to have you, and we have a wonderful episode in store for you. So, stay tuned and enjoy. Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hayfler here with my main man, best friend, Eric Dixon. Yo. <laughs> and we are the lights at the round table. <laughs> and we'd like to welcome you back with some laughter yes. and some love and some gratitude for you listeners out there coming back and tuning in for another week of us sharing our light, sharing our life, and our love for that life. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So, this week we're going to talk about a another podcast. Which, yeah. Ironically enough, I, Aubrey had asked me, "What are you guys going to talk about this week?" And I'm like, "Actually, we're going to talk about another podcast." She's <laughs> like, "That's interesting." It's a take on a take. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A take on a take, and uh, the podcast I'm talking about, some of you may have heard, but Aaron Rodgers just came out and uh, spoke some of his truth that doesn't necessarily align with um, mainstream the mainstream in general, you know, and um, beliefs. And it was a really beautiful episode, uh, Aubrey Marcus podcast. If you're not familiar, it's a, it's a really powerful one. So it's a good one. It is. I mean, that's kind of just what I did. I was like, Whoa. Like when I saw that headline and I saw it for the first time, I'm like, what? Yeah. You think like, dude, I mean, I, I don't follow the sport that much, but arguably I think one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game oh, yeah. ever yeah. Uh, is talking about how he used psychedelics to, to heal. Yeah. And then the part that we just left off on, on the podcast, I went back and listened to some of it again today. And he was like, yeah, I would fully, I wouldn't say it's a coincidence that my, that the two MVPs happened because of that experience. Yeah. Multiple experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And you oh, know, yeah. 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 Um, man, it's just, it's in total alignment with, with my path and I just thought it would be uh, a really powerful thing to share with you guys. If you guys are unfamiliar and you guys haven't heard the headlines, you know, it's all over the sports world right now. And and I'm, I grew up playing sports. So it both, it's like both of my most powerful worlds combining. And, you know, it it really goes into a lot of things that Eric and I talk about, not, not just with um, psychedelics, but men like fully accepting emotions mm. and, and healing and, and addressing their childhood traumas and their inner child wounds. Mm. And man, it was just a really beautiful and powerful episode. Yeah. So um, we're going to get into that a little bit and yeah. some of the things they, they discussed. And, um, but before we do that, Eric, how the hell are you, brother? Dude, I'm tired today. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a long day today. Yeah. Um, tired, but uh, grateful for a day off tomorrow work. There you uh, go. So that, that'll be nice. It's like Friday for me yeah. today. I got that midweek break. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, you know, some exciting news lately. I uh, have known for a while, but uh, my last day at the Jameson for work uh, will be Thursday. And I'll be transitioning full time to my new position Boom. at Factory 52 on uh on friday so um i'm excited about that and i'm excited to get fully into it like right 
it, it has been tough. Yeah, bouncing like, around. Yeah, it's imagine. it's been tough, man. Like it's it stressed me out. Um, you know, I'm trying to learn so so many different things from two different places. And like, long story short, but like the things I'm trying to learn, I know I explained it to you, but like things I'm trying to learn in one spot mean the exact same thing in another spot, and it's so hard to differentiate the two. Right, my brain doesn't understand that. So it has been tough. I have gotten stressed out, but that's about to end, and I get to be full time there um and that's what i need because it's so much information like i have to rip the band-aid off right. uh, dude it's an it's a crazy community like, right so dude, three buildings f- over 300 apartments retail like all kinds of things yeah so so i'm excited about that but it's been a lot to manage the two and um i'm excited for for friday today and uh always you know excited for the podcast and um there's been a lot of talk about what we're going to talk about today yeah you know and i listen to a lot of different opinions on it um i've got my own opinions on it and um it's just it's been very interesting to hear both sides right of of this story yeah um and you know only his story is what he can tell but like both sides of like the the game the perspective like, yeah the perspective right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like like whoa, like, and then there's people that are just absolutely hating on him. Oh my like, god, are, just shitting just, on him. Yeah, literally shitting on him. Like, yeah. running down, running him down the road, calling him like, uh, what did um, what did cow? Is it uh, cowherd? Is Colin that, cowherd. Yeah. yeah, called him like a rich. Uh, yeah, affluent, affluent white. Per- yeah, yeah, white person that doesn't know how to deal with his troubles. So yeah. runs off to the jungle to take some. I can't remember what he said, but whatever. It was ignorant. Yeah. And um talked about how if he if he was married, it would have never happened. Like these people doing these things, if yeah. they were married, he would have never made that decision. He just needs a good woman to, it, exactly. to give him a sense of direction or purpose. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. I, I never really liked Colin Cowherd, but after I heard that, I was like, dude, this dude is so out of touch. So out of touch. He's just a puppet. He's a mouthpiece uh, for, sure. for the sports world. I hope that he doesn't actually believe what he's saying. You know, who knows? <laughs> and if he does, you know, he could probably benefit from, from a medicine Could ceremony. You know what? Yeah. So. <laughs> Break down some of that uh, strong egoic belief. Yeah, man. It, yeah, it's it, exactly. Right? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's both ways. So, uh, so yeah, I'm excited to talk about that because uh, it has it's been interesting to hear both sides. Um, and then, but it's it's just been a it's been a long day. So I'm excited to to relax today yeah. in the podcast and just kind of have another free flowing one. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, so I'm grateful for that. Good man. Yeah. How um? So for those of you following, and I know I ask often, but you recently took. Your second to last step off medication, huh? This past Friday. Thanks for asking, man. Like yeah, I, dude, I appreciate that. Like it's thank a huge, you. That's a huge thing in your life, man. And you You're do. My bestie. You do ask all the time, and you do check in. So thank you. Yeah, man. Um. It's uh, dude. It's like um. I was trying to think about it the other day. And have you ever been a in a lake with a um, with a life jacket on? Mm-hmm. You ever been in a lake without one on? Yeah. Weirder. Yeah. Feel a little more naked. Yeah, you and you have to put in a lot of work without the life jacket yes. to stay afloat. <laughs> I was like, that's exactly what it feels like. That's a good analogy. Yeah. It's like, because, you know, it. you don't know how far down it is. Right. You know, wherever you are, lakes are usually murky and you can't see at all. Right. So I, re, I re, 
relate that to like stress and issues in the world. It's like, well, encountering the day is a better way to put it. It's like, well, I don't know what's going to happen, but as long as I'm swimming, right. then we should be able to hand it, handle it. Right. And like swimming could be like, you know, techniques, breathing, exercise, whatever it is, psychedelics, ayahuasca, whatever. Right. Whatever it is to heal. Right. So it's been like that. It's just been like the, the life jacket's off now. Yeah. And I'm in the water. Um, it's weird. I'm having thoughts like that. I'm like, man, this is this is interesting. Like, but it's like I heard it somewhere else. I've been trying to look up videos to try to re- relate to it because this is I don't know anybody else that's done this, and yeah, and it's hard to, to to try to understand it. But the best thing I heard is like it's like I've been wrapped in a warm blanket for 20 years, right? Like, and life still happened, and I still felt things, but now it's just off, and I feel everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, second to last step, uh, was a couple, uh, last week. So, or no, two weeks ago. So this Friday is the very last step, which is zero. So Friday night will, will be the first time that I don't take an SSRI in the, in the last 20 years. (laughs) So, yeah. And somebody mentioned something today about like ridding themselves of medications at, um, at work today at lunch. And it felt so good to say that I was like. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do as well. Dude, that's a huge They saw me take like man. all these vitamins and stuff. And they're like, that's interesting. I was like, yeah, like I take them to just, just be healthy. And, um, but thank you. And so it's, it's just been strange, man. Like I'm just getting used to the world again. Mm-hmm. I'm getting used to being comfortable with swimming. myself. I'm getting used to swimming. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm getting used to being comfortable with myself. Like, yeah. like okay, I know who I am. And I know what I'm rooted in and I know my beliefs and my values and, and I know who I am. Cause it was, it was like a little off there in the middle for a second. Like it was a little, little unsure. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I'm getting back to the point where like I'm building back again. Yeah. It's like the physical effects aren't that bad anymore. Um, It's still not easy. Like I'm still getting irritated and agitated and like, but I think that's become less now. Um, and it, it may be like that for a while. I got to give myself some grace on that. Yeah. Like, and I think I'm doing a far better job than I give myself credit for. So, yeah. And, and you know, how much of that is just you getting your natural fire back too with, with yeah. emotions, you it, know, because I don't have a 20 year experience, but there was, there was a couple months where I took, you know, pills when I was diagnosed with PTSD and yeah. it made me numb. Yeah. Like I wasn't feeling the negative feelings, but I wasn't feeling the positive feelings either. Yeah. So, you know, I just, that brings up the question, like how much of that is you just actually just feeling mm-hmm. irritated? Yeah. You know, which is human. That's human. We all fucking feel irritated. Right. You know? Right. So it's like gauging those things. Yeah. It's like, okay, am I overreacting now? Cause I can actually understand that. Yeah, man. I can actually not control it. But I, I have the reins of it. I'm like, oh, okay. Is that what's too over- much? Yeah. yeah, yeah what's too you. much? What's not? Yeah. Did I did I say too much? Did I not? Yeah. You know, did I take too much? Did I not? Like, right. it's it's I'm I'm able to like accurately like diagnose those things now. Yeah. And it's just and it's just getting started. Right. So it's um it's it's just it's not been easy. Um, but it's it's absolutely worth it. Um, I'm literally like 
a few days away from not taking it anymore, which is crazy. That is crazy. Um, I'm happy for you. So thank you, man. And, and it'll only get better from here, but we're in the stage of like, we're in the water. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Figuring it out. Yeah, man. And like we've talked about in the past, you have so much going on right now. So, I mean, and I haven't missed I haven't missed a beat. I know. And and not, not one, right. Not the podcast, not, not work, not, not outside life, not, not nothing. Right. And, um, and I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, you know, they make, they make rehabilitation centers for this stuff. Right. I'm not saying I'm any stronger than anybody, but what I'm saying is I've made it work. Right. Like, like I have responsibilities and I have things that I need to do to keep life going and was able to manage it enough to, to handle it all and get off of it. Why, why do you think that is? What like, what what would set you aside from uh, not that you're any different but you've taken a different path from not going to one of those facilities education yeah education man i did go to the facility once and that and i would love to go back like i that was the greatest seven days i think i've ever spent was to, speaking of the lender center speaking of the lender center okay yeah. i was more specifically speaking of getting off medication like people do people go to rehabilitation centers to get off of ssri yes okay yeah, yeah they that's make, what i was referring to yeah so they actually make um specific places for the uh, ssri that i took oh wow yeah just one specific yes drug, huh? yeah it's called vibrid yeah super like a super powered medication like right. as soon as i started looking it up like um as soon as i started looking things up about it it was uh treatment centers started popping up i'm like what like they make actual places where you can go just for this wow yeah wow mm-hmm. because of the because of the, because of the physical effects are crazy the mental effects are insane, dude. Like, yeah, you're literally retraining your brain. Yeah, and it's wild, man. But yeah, they make they make them for that. That is pretty wild. You know, I think from an outsider's perspective, I obviously don't know what goes on in your head. But as your best friend, what I've noticed since you are coming off of it these last few steps, you seem like even when you have a rough day, because you and I talk about our days when when we meet up and how life is going, I you seem to still have more energy. Like even like today, you said today was a rough day. Yeah. But when I used to find you on a rough day, yeah, dude, it was all of your face. Your, your yeah. eyes were heavy. Like you just seem like you have such a greater capacity without. Yeah. I think it's just the, so when I start to think those things, I, th- I think of this, it's like you either keep going or you're not going to get better. So yeah. today, I told man, dude, I'm super tired. Like when I came home, I mean, I unloaded on you for real. Like, yeah. And I like, but I was, I had this thought in the back of my head. I was like, dude, but if you don't keep going, you're not going to get better. Right. Like, and that's where I feel like I have the reins now. Yeah. Or if you don't unload too. Oh yeah, that too. You, you know, you got to unload those, those you, tough days. You got to get the poison out for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. I got, yeah. So proud of you, dude. It's been an inspiring journey to watch, you Thank know, you. even though I don't truly understand uh, I know there's probably so many people out there has found some great inspiration from, from the journey you've had with Thank you. coming off your medication and following the podcast mm-hmm. and going from 40 to upcoming Friday to be zero. zero. That's, a, that's, that's the, that's, that's, that's the goal, man. And, um, and here we are. So yeah, it, it, it's huge. Um, I'm like, I just, uh, I, like I'm proud of myself. I, I, again, it's like, I'm always just constantly growing. 
Like it is just every facet of me is, yeah. is just constant growth. Yeah. Um, and it's a great reminder because other things have backed off a lot, you know, specifically running. Yeah. But this is taken front court, you know. And, right, which was your intention going into it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So you, you laid out that vision and followed it, man. I'm, I'm proud of you. And here we are. With giving yourself grace, too. Yeah. Because I feel like it would be easy to be like, man, I'm not running. I'm not doing this. I'm not well, doing that. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I don't know what goes <laughs> on in your it's, head. It's there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's that's the hard part. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling everything. Yeah. You know, I'm having thoughts, like beating myself up more than ever. Yeah. Because I'm feeling it all. Still beat myself. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was taking medication, I was still beating myself up, but didn't really feel the blows. Yeah. Like now it's just like full force. Yeah. Just cold exposure to the brain. Yeah. Yeah. That's really what it is. But but I know the opposite side. It's um man, I forget what Goggins says. Or maybe it was even Jocko on the other side of discipline is something. I can't remember. I'll think of it later. But that's his whole motto. Like yeah. Discipline is is the key to everything. Yeah. So, so yeah, I uh, I love it. I, you know, I still, I, I just, I feel strange. You know, it's still like a weird thing. But um, overall, it's it's been a, a tremendous improvement. So, um, <laughs> and a funny story that I, that I would like to mention is uh, it's, it's increased every sort of feeling um mainly in the bedroom nice dude and uh that's exciting it was very exciting um to a funny story which um which i told the other day and so exciting that that i don't know how to handle that emotion now yeah because i am feeling it full force uh the emotion of sexual connection yes yeah yes and and well an orgasm Mm. and um and that energy too but yeah. yeah, it's like I don't know how to handle any of it now. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and I just busted out laughing the other day because it was just it just felt so blissful that I didn't know what else to do. Yeah, it was, and I was like, let's just please, just bear with me here. I don't, I don't I don't know what's going on, but like I, this just feels like I need to laugh, and it was great. So there are there are things in every every aspect that are changing that I'm like learning and figuring out and like it's it's interesting yeah so yeah i uh i know i think it's a little bit of chasing too um but i do think there is some like some i don't know some importance to what i'm about to say but like i'm excited to get it off of it completely and get it completely out of my system Mm -hmm. and then see where it goes yeah because i'm still like suffering the effects of it like because it's in my like system the, like the withdrawal yeah yeah exactly and so i just <clears throat> i want to get it out and i've done it the right way and we're almost there so that's what's up onward man. thanks for onward. asking absolutely man thank you for um showing up and being so transparent and, and continuing with our original intent at this round table of, of being transparent, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent in our lives. So we can create that space for those listening and, and the people in our lives 
to really step into themselves and be transparent and not judge themselves so harshly because we're all humans. Yeah. And we all go through hard shit and we all go through emotional shit and we all go through um, doing things that don't serve our greatest good, you know? Yeah. And so thank you for committing to not only this round table and yourself, but to our listeners yeah. because that was our original intent with this. So yeah. that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm proud to call you my best friend, man. Thank you, dude. It's, yes, sir. It's been an interesting journey. Yeah. Our friendship or the medication? No, the medication. <laughs> hey, both. 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 It gets interesting. Um, <clears throat> thanks, man. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. And, For sure, uh, brother. And I, you know, and I, and I tell it to, to be vulnerable, to be transparent. Cause I, I, I believe in that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I believe in it. And, I think that's what we'll talk about tonight is just being, you know, vulnerable. I think that's one of the aspects that caught me with this interview and stuff is the vulnerability and the openness and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, we've, we've had that commitment. Um, I don't know. Um, it's just, I feel, I still just feel indifferent about, I'm a, I'm a different person now. It's yeah. just strange. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> so it's like just trying on a new set of wheels, man. Yeah. There's nothing wrong about it. It just is. And, uh, we're learning how to, to move on. So it's good. It's exhausting to try to explain. Right. <laughs> so are you still feeling indifferent for the, like the overall decision? Like no coming off of it? No, or? no, no. Just like, like how I'm feeling right now. Like I don't necessarily feel like I'm out of it yet. Right. Okay, like I'm still in the saying. thick of it. Right. Like I don't feel like I'm on the you opposite side yet. Right. I got you. Still feeling the effects. Like they're, they're much less. Yeah. But just still this really weird gray haze going on again, much clearer, but still there. And Yeah. It's it's interesting. So like, and that's why I'm like like hesitating. I'm like, yeah, dude, thank you, bro. Like, just I know pop, you, pop yeah. up and like just be super excited about it. It's yeah. just I'm getting back. I'm getting yeah. back there. Do some of the vitamins you take help counteract uh, the effects, or or are they vitamins you've always taken or always taken? Yeah, one that I've um, implemented since uh, pretty much since the. Uh, coming off the medication is uh, ashwagandha. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Um, so that's good. Um, some some lion's mane, cacao. Yeah, got that in there. A heart opening medicine. Uh huh. Um, so there have been a couple of things that I've implemented with that, but no, the vitamins have always have always been there. Yeah. Yeah. Really, ever since. I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah. Since I've taken vitamins. Good for you, man. Yeah. Ashwagandha is a big one. Um, it's actually the only one I take. It's Oh, like yeah? The stress and mood. Yeah. You know, and also helps with testosterone production. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that about it. Yeah. Huh. So, um, and it's a natural, uh, a natural thing that grows on the earth. So, yeah, it's a good one. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was, that was recommended to me for, like, stress relief. Mm-hmm. Um, especially while going through this. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. And it boosts energy because naturally uh, as you know, as much as we hate to de- <laughs> define ourselves by our age, you know, 
the the process of being human slows you down and especially in men you start to lose testosterone and that mm. makes you start to feel like you're dragging and yep. you know so any anything natural obviously uh, i'm not saying that anybody out there listening should go and, and get this stuff you should obviously check with your doctor to see if you even need um extra testosterone but something to keep in mind as we approach our 40s and yeah it's you know. it's a thing tr trt is a thing yeah like that's if you have low testosterone like you can get it replaced right <laughs> It's pretty wild. You yeah. see these dudes in their 60s and 70s that are jacked. Jacked, dude. It's like, holy shit. Jacked. Completely different story, but like, I'm learning about how many people are actually on steroids. Really? Like, a lot. Yeah. So, like, in like the bodybuilding industry, obviously. Shit, you see on social media, yeah. all these jacked dudes. Dude, yeah. All these jacked dudes, right. even women, like, that compete in like CrossFit. Oh, yeah. And stuff imagine. like that. I mean, I guess I thought about it, but not really until I heard it. Like, bro, they're all on it. All on the juice. All on it. Like, everybody's on it. Yeah. Actors. That's crazy, man. You know, that, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I'm all about, like, natural substances, and I've yeah. done steroids in the past. Yeah. Um, and, and I got I got a pretty good size with yeah. it. But I it just, I don't know. Is there a difference, out of total curiosity, between testosterone and, like, like TRT? And then steroids. Yeah, I think it's a little less natural. Some of the shit we, I, I'm not a, I'm not a I chemist, no idea. so I, I don't know. I guess it would depend on the steroid you're taking. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I think, I think I'm, TRT could be healthy. Yeah, and it also could be dangerous because it, taking it as a complete replacement is going to obviously shut your body off from making its own naturally. True. So I, I think if you're smart and you work with your doctor to help boost your already, your already, uh, your testosterone that's already being produced, mm -hmm. it's one thing. Uh, but again, I'm not really inclined to or not inclined i'm not really the one to talk about the the physics of it because i don't not i don't know yeah me either i don't know i, I don't know i really don't know either i just see i just hear rogan talk about it like it's like it's gold and well yeah if, if you're still being able to perform at a high level moving into your 60s and 70s i mean that's fuck <laughs> that's pretty awesome people used to die in their 50s and 60s you know so i mean to each their own yeah. and, and i'm not saying when i'm in my 50s and 60s that i'm not gonna do it because right. if you know, if, if I'm starting to lose a step, just my competitive nature is like, oh, man, I'm I'm trying to stay young forever. Right. You know, so it's, it's something I would have to dive into further on down yeah. the road. But shit, we're still, still pretty young, man. Yeah. That's what he said. It's like the fountain of youth. Yeah. It brings you back. Yeah. 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 It's like your fire as a man mm -hmm. is your testosterone. But obviously, you don't want to have too much of it. So you, you should work <laughs> with your doctor if you get jacked. Yeah, get jacked, and I'm sure it's not healthy at, at some point. You know, too much of anything is is not a good thing. You can die from drinking too much water, for God's sake. Yeah, know? right, dude. Look at the Liver King; he's awesome. Oh my god, that dude is so juiced, and he claims yeah. to be natural. It's like, come on, bro, you don't get that. Whatever. That's neither here, here nor there. I don't know the guy, so if he's natural, then I did. I've listened to him, and I like his I like his spiel. Yeah, but obviously, there's some things that he's not saying. Yeah, man, I just... He's I all about, a, like, healthy living, like, ancestral type stuff, but, like... I think it's a very good advertisement, <laughs> and, and, you know, I <laughs> I don't know. Again, I don't know the guy. I don't want to gossip. He was on the Nelk Boys. Was he really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It was good, too. That's when I listened to it. I was like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, so I've seen uh, I've seen a couple guys that I really like call him out about being natural yeah. on TikTok. Like, hey, come and have it, uh, this open debate with yeah. me, and he never answers or responds. Uh, one's like this Viking guy. He's like, you're not natural, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and he's this big like Nordic dude that yeah. Nordic people are naturally huge. Giant. He's not as not as big as the Liver King. So who yeah. knows? Who knows, man? Just just funny stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Not I. Not I. I don't know. So. Man, to the podcast, <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. One thing, you know, I think you touched on it. And one thing that was the most endearing for me was the vulnerability, mm-hmm. especially from somebody of, you know, Aubrey Marcus is somebody that's kind of always been open about his use of psychedelics yeah. and, and the healing modality of plant medicines. Um, and I learned in the podcast that his dad actually followed like Stan Groff and a, a couple other, oh, yeah, yeah. the frontier guys with LSD and some of these other psychoactive medicine, psychoactive medicines. And when I say frontier, I mean, in the Western world, obviously these medicines have been around for thousands of years in indigenous cultures. Um, but you know, to have somebody of Aaron Rodgers um, status and, and um, somebody that is at the pinnacle of like the number one sport in the, maybe in the, well, not in the world because soccer, but uh, in this country, at least, yeah, I would say in this country, you know, it, it's really something admirable about somebody coming out from such a macho sport and being vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, and it's something that we've talked about over the last couple of years doing this podcast and how important it is for, you know, quote unquote al- alpha males. I hate that term because it's like, we all have that potential to be an alpha and a leader yeah. if we find that within ourselves, but somebody that's actually embodying that role to come out and talk about the feminine energy. You know, he talks about um, balancing feminine and masculine energy to be a, a whole being. And I mean, it was just really beautiful. And, and I wonder, it kind of piques my curiosity of what, uh, how the football world is not just, not the announcers and right. shit like that, but like the players. Yeah how they're receiving his message. Yeah. You know, I saw, I saw just a couple of quick videos on it, but, and one was like just a, a funny little skit, but it was a couple of football players and they're like, Hey, did you hear about what Aaron Rodgers did? And they're like, yeah, I heard he did ayahuasca. And they're like, would you do it? And they're like, shit, if it was good as it, if I could be as good as Aaron Rodgers, then okay. <laughs> like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. It's going to bring me an MVP or back to back MVPs. Dude. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, w- I would like to know that too, and um, yeah, just to just to see what the the impact was, what what people thought. Yeah, you know, because there's a lot of energy around this subject right now. That new documentary on Netflix that came how out, how to change your mind, how yeah. to change your mind. Like, one. I feel like it's a big change going on. Like, then Aaron Rodgers coming out was a giant splash. That is that is monumental and, and you know I I was I'm not really a Packers fan. I've been a Bengals fan all my life. So I I love football. Like yeah. I enjoy football and I know it's entertainment and I don't you know I don't anymore let my Sundays be ruined <laughs> by football games which, yeah. uh, which I used to once upon a time in in my uh, toxic days if you will. Um but I still enjoy the sport. They talked about that on the podcast too about like Yeah, fans, they did. yeah. Yeah, like fans like letting it loom for yeah. weeks. Like, God, oh, did you see that game? Oh my God! Yeah, and how it not only helped Rogers, but it also helps the community, right? Because he got it better as a football player. Yeah, and then that also betters the community as well. People are going into work on Mondays happy, right? In Green Bay, 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Green Bay. And you know, I've heard some funny <laughs> I've heard some funny jokes taking pokes at him though, because they're like, Oh, well the ayahuasca must wear off in January. Yeah. Which as a football so, fan, it kind of made me giggle. But you know, more so for me, um, just speak not just speaking out with the medicine, but speaking out, you nailed it with the vulnerability, man. And, and just like understanding, like, hey man, I had some shit in my past. And, you know, I haven't always been proud of the ego that I've carried and kind of uh, been closed off to people and it helped them open up as a leader and as a man. And that was my huge takeaway from it. Like, man, is that why he did it? What? The is ayahuasca? That, yeah. Is that why he did ayahuasca? Because like, I don't know, like, I know a little bit about like he, I, all I know is that he had family history. I don't know what that means. I, don't I have either, no man. idea. Like, I know that there's been like some not talk between Who doesn't? Them. Between us, yeah, right. <laughs> but like, you know, you hear like I, I, I didn't really understand why he went there. Yeah, to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if there was like a specific event. If like, I don't know too much about him, but I've heard in the past that he had like an ego. Yeah. Um, and like, I just never really heard much else about him. Like, yeah, I don't know what kind of if he had at all he experienced trauma in his life. Like. Because I feel like that's most of the stories I hear now. Like, you experience trauma, you heal. So right. what What did he heal from? Yeah. You know, you know I, I don't know. All, all I can take away <clears throat> is from, from what they talked about on the podcast. And I highly recommend any of you out there listening to this podcast to go check it out. Aubrey Marcus podcast. I mean, it's all over the place right now, so it'll be easy to find. Yeah, it's. I looked through his podcast. It's uh, so you know the little most shared icon yeah. that you can look at. Yeah, it was the most like most shared yeah, icon. Yeah, it's only like a couple of days old. Mm-hmm. But um, he talks about you know really uh, started hearing about these things from Rogan was one. Yeah, and then uh, learning and listening to. Aubrey talk about his use of Mm -hmm. plant medicines to heal and uh, kind of piqued his interest. And um, he was dating Danica Patrick. Mm -hmm. And so he went and (laughs) this is a good story. Yeah. He went to, to the podcast with uh, Aubrey Marcus and Danica Patrick to kind of listen. And then he ended up sharing a story about how the greatest day of his life was doing mushrooms on the beach. Aaron Rodgers is sharing the story with Aubrey Marcus. And the script was like flipped. Like he was like fanboying over yeah, Aubrey. Huge fanboy. Yeah, yeah. Like he was like, dude. Yeah. Let me tell you about this story. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I thought that was kind of cool as somebody at like the pinnacle of his sport, like known around the world. Mm-hmm. I never really knew who Aubrey Marcus was until recently, probably the last five years till I really started getting into my own journey with plant medicines and healing some of the shit that I had um, gone through in my life. And um, so it was really cool to, to see Aaron open up about like, man, I just, I was really drawn to you. And then Mm -hmm. I heard you talk about these things. Mm And um, so then they developed a friendship, but Mm -hmm. Aubrey talked about, Aaron wanting to expand himself and work on his mental and spiritual health. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what led them into the, the ayahuasca mm-hmm. uh, journey. So I don't know, man, I don't know either of those guys, but man, it was really powerful to see people, to see men, men. to see powerful men yeah. uh, speak so openly about being balanced, mm-hmm. you know, because in our society, man, and they talk about it on the podcast and we've talked about it to great extent, like, rub some dirt on it 
stop, stop being a pussy, you know, it, it, be macho, be the manly man. Definitely don't cry or talk about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you cry, you're a bitch. Yeah. You know, we, yeah, you we, know, we don't, we don't talk to mm-mm. people that cry. Definitely not. You know, nope. suck it up. Right. You know, get through it. Right. And, and, you know, I think the beautiful thing that they, they both brought the point up of, you know, that's just, that's when the, you hear toxic masculinity thrown around all the time and masculinity in itself is not toxic, but when you're out of balance and, and you don't have that feminine energy back to balance it, that's when it becomes toxic because then you're just straight to the point. No, like there's no dance. There's no beauty. There's no creation in your life, you know? So you're just super rigid, uh, money driven, usually masculine in our society is like Mm -hmm. super money driven, goal oriented. Got to get to the top yeah, straight, no matter who's in front of me. Right. You know, so you end up shitting on people and Mm -hmm. you, you know, that's where masculinity becomes toxic. Um, but they, they talk about, having that balance and and being whole and you know when i talk about feminine energy i'm not talking about being a woman mm-hmm. it's just like the creative energy of life yeah. the creative they call it they talked about warrior poets yeah that was cool yeah i'd never heard it put that way i i'd always heard like a warrior in the garden mm. it's better to be a warrior in the garden than a gardener at war yeah you know mm-hmm. and, and that speaks to the balance mm-hmm. you know and so I, I thought that was really beautiful. And I also thought it was cool that Aubrey writes poetry. Mm. That's something that I. Yeah, you like poetry. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I also enjoy. That's how I express my feminine energy mm. is is writing. You know, I express my emotions through uh, writing poetry. Mm. And, and when I'm feeling vulnerable and I'm feeling weak, sad, angry, I get my little notepad out and, and I write, man. So you would say, and I would agree, like that expressing emotions is, is a feminine energy quality. Uh, I, they could bring yeah because kind of, that's kind of what we talked about you know like yeah. you know as a toxic man you know you don't talk about what you're feeling you just shove it down and yeah. you move on yeah you know yeah i've always just kind of wondered that like about what it is it is exactly yeah because i think we both <clears throat> practice it so much that like i kind of don't even recognize it yeah if that makes sense yeah but, it makes sense yeah because i yeah Definitely in touch. Yeah, man. And, you know, I I, th- I think, like, so the way I look at it, and people may have a different view, but, like, the masculine is the the rigid analytical side of us, mm-hmm. and the feminine is the creative, free-flowing, emotional side, you know, because the masculine is, like, straight to the point. I don't need emotion to get to from point A to point B. Yeah. But it's part of life. It's like the yin and, and the yang. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's that's what the masculine the and feminine is. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. And and where we become toxic is when we get too too far too far in each one, you know. Yeah. And uh, another thing that I thought was really beautiful that Aubrey talked about was um how he was a he was able and allowed to embody both when he was a child. Both. Both energies, like the oh, the yeah. masculine, like playing war and guns, but he also talks about how he had my little ponies. And he played dolls Mm -hmm. and that wasn't suppressed in him. Mm. So it allowed him to be a whole being instead of like this, this rigid um, half, half being of of just like masculinity and no emotion. And, you know, I think that's part of the huge issue you see with gender, uh, 
is it dysphoria gender i, I don't know the I word know. i'm looking for the gender confusion that we're, we're seeing play mm-hmm. out in our society i think that's a huge point in, in, in what's going on yeah you know it, it, whether it's a, a tom a tomboy you know a little girl acting like a boy and the parents like no you're a little girl you can't do that you can't yeah. play, you can't play football you can't do this i think that suppression of that that masculine energy within a little girl or the feminine within a little boy is what lead that's traumatic in itself because you're suppressing that child yeah so it just builds up and builds up and builds up like man i want to express this mm-hmm. side of me and of who i am but i'm not allowed because my guardians and society is telling me that that's not, not the right. role i'm supposed to play yeah so you're just building on this trauma of not being able to express yourself and then now here we are where it, it, it's and from my point of view, and I don't want to misspeak because I'm very ignorant in the situation, mm. but from my narrow point of view, I think that's that's part of the problem with the, the gender identity, yeah. you know, is that suppression yeah. at a very early age. Forceful suppression. Yeah, yeah, man. You're not allowing a human to express himself. Yeah. So when you suppress something, I think that's part of sexual perversion and all these other things, you know. Mm-hmm. I see it a lot in the court systems, man. I see a lot of kids like coming into the jail and going to rehab for two 12 year olds playing with each other's genitals. And then one gets charged and it's like, okay, now you're telling this kid like he's in a court system because Mm -hmm. that's a natural thing. A a 10 to 13 year old is curious about the other, the other sex. Yeah. So now you're creating all this sexual perversion. Like, well, now I don't know what is normal in this child. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it leads to all kinds of other things. It does. It could. Yeah. I mean, it could manifest itself in a lot of different ways. Right, man. And confusion. It, right, and yeah. it's out of our own ignorance. Yeah. Just because we don't think that way, or we're trying to live vicariously through our children, and or we have this view of what a child should do if they're a boy or a girl, and yeah. it's like, holy shit. Yeah, it's, How a, ignorant it's an interesting are we, one. It is, man. It makes it tough, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I don't know. You know, it, you hear a society like these damn kids. It's like. Well, the kids learn from us. They do. So it's our fucking fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's the parents' faults. It's the grandparents' faults. It's the great grand. It's just generations of, of unconscious living, mm-hmm. you know, and not addressing trauma yeah. and suppressing trauma and suppressing people's natural creative energies. It's like, no, you can't do that. You got to play sports and you got to do this. Yeah. You got to do that. You can't do any of that. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's gay. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't, you know, it's like, man. All we can do is become aware of it and, and, you know, move forward from here. But I think that's a huge part that they brought up. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really go into that detail with it, but Aubrey talks about how he was allowed to express himself, even as feminine energy hmm. uh, with the My Little Ponies. And I thought that was, I think that's beautiful, man. And, and you know, that's even a hard one for me to break. It, it, that, and that's what I'm sitting here thinking. Like, it's like, you know, that's, that's a hard one to break. Yeah. But that, I mean, obviously look at him. Right. Like he's the, super open like he's yeah. very vulnerable like and and i know him from uh you know rogan's podcast mm-hmm. i've listened to his podcast a couple of times um and i've always thought of him as a very vulnerable and open person and it's like well and now i, I must have missed that part but um and now towards he, the end yeah and now you now i hear this it's like well duh yeah of course yeah you he know was allowed that energy when he was little for sure, man. And even as a father, it's something I've struggled with. Like, okay, Cole wants to wear makeup because Aubrey and Brittany are doing their makeup, you know? Yeah. In my head, I'm like, oh, he shouldn't fucking wear makeup. He's a little boy. Yeah. But then the other side of me is like, dude, 
what have you been working on the last five years? Like, yeah. bro, do not suppress your child. Yeah. Obviously, whether he puts on makeup at four years old is not going to end up in him being something that your narrow mind is going to perceive like he's going to be a drag queen or, you know, something crazy right. where our own ignorant minds creates all these stupid, yeah. really stupid things that like, Oh, what if this happens? What if this happens? Like who cares if it were to happen, then it's going to happen. Then it's going to happen regardless of what, <laughs> right. of what may or may not happen. Boom. It's going to happen. Bingo. So, you know, we, I, I totally agree with you, man. I'm, I'm sitting here doing the same thing. So, but that's what do they talk about on the podcast? It's like, well, you keep doing that, and nobody ever opens up, right? It's, and then we have a mental health crisis. Yes. Oh wait, <laughs> oh. You, you know, you know. Yes. It's live and let live, man, and, and let expression happen. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough because we're so programmed. So programmed to dude. the other way. Yeah. I so mean, programmed. So to. Yeah, to hear people like this talk uh, that that we admire, you know, yeah. to hear them talk about it, it's like, okay, and then it starts to plant seeds in us, right? You know, it's like, oh, yeah. okay, well, that seems cool, right? But if you don't ever hear it, you'll never know, right? And that seed will never be planted; it'll just continue to be the same way. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? The, the, hearing their podcast made me really grateful for you in this podcast, man, because it's, it's something we really worked on within ourselves to become more open and be more expressive and be more vulnerable. So it it just kind of confirms my path of, of doing this podcast with you and having a best friend that's willing to be vulnerable and open and, and try to find balance in everything and and try to find the center, you know, and try to find, because the center is your heart. Yeah. You know, that's, Lead from your heart, man. Mm-hmm. And if you're not vulnerable, your your heart's closed off, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, the first thing we do when we get hurt is we close down. Mm-hmm. But, man, we're closing the pain in. Mm-hmm. We're closing the pain in. So we got to be open and we got to open our hearts and, and be vulnerable and talk about these things and talk about love and talk about pain and talk about heartache and talk about All our journey. It. All of it. Yeah. You know, you don't by no means am I advocating go out and do psychedelics, you know, but I think the fact that it's so taboo for somebody of that status to come out and be like, Hey, you know, Mm -hmm. this, this helped me change my life. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful. No matter how you shift for the better. And, and I think it's so awesome because it's, it's very relatable. He's an NFL pro, like super megastar quarterback. It's like everybody knows him. Right. So, I think that's why a lot of people related to it. Yeah. You know, it, it hit everybody. Yeah. It opened people's mind like, holy shit, I've hurt. Yeah. Because, it's, you know, to that point, so I joined a new baseball team yeah. this past year and they didn't really know anything about my journey or, you know, me in general. And when I started sharing about how psychedelics really changed my life, you know, they, you start to get this skewed judgment of who they think I am. Like, I'm just some some weirdo that does mushrooms on the weekends and talks about love and tells men they love them and wants to hug every man he sees. Like they start to get the skewed view of who I am. Yeah, they do. Cause I, I don't think, I think it's two different worlds. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah, yeah it totally is. And, um, so I sent the, 
podcasts and some articles to all the baseball guys. And, you know, I've had some deep conversations with these guys and I'm mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know, this is the path I chose. I think it could really help you. Mm-hmm. I'm not forcing you obviously to, to, but you know, if you're curious about it, man, I'm willing to, to sit with you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there was always like questions, <clears throat> but I sent that article about Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and I had three guys on the team like, Hey, so when so when are we going to sit by the fire? Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well, they're like, well, that's the confirmation I needed. Yeah, like, I mean, Man. I mean, instantly those guys, you know, I think those guys that you send it to are trying to be as best as they can be in their in their sports, right? You know, and, and in their lives. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Ultimately, yeah, you know, um, I know it's a pretty competitive like league that you play in. Yeah, it is. You know, knows that's you play on a really good team. Yeah, you know. And to hear a guy of that, um, you know, we've been talking about his status a lot, but that to play the game like that, and then to take to take psychedelics and say that it increased his performance, right? Whoa, yeah, you know. And, and so, let me ask you this: Why do you think it increased his performance? I think it increased his performance because. Just based on what he said, I think he was able to see more clearly. Yeah. I think it opened him up to a, a whole different realm of possibility. And not by saying anything changed, but literally a different frequency. Yeah. Different playing field. Yeah. For <laughs> no pun intended. Right. <laughs> but yeah, different playing field. I think yeah. he's seeing things on a higher literal level. Yeah, like an observer standpoint. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I can't really name anybody that I've I've heard, you know, talk about it enhancing that, but like it's almost like it put him in the zone. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I mean that that's that's what I think. I think it opened him up to just literally a whole different broader world. Broader perspective of life. Yeah. Yeah. Whole different world, man. Yeah. And when you, when you put your, when, you know, when you take a chance, like, you know, some people would say that as like taking a chance. Like when you take a chance like that, the uh, reward could be not so great or it could be life changing. Right. Yeah. And it's changed his life. Changed his life. Now he's talking clearly. About and he fully, you know, chalks it up his, his MVPs to that. Yeah. So, you know, minus what he said, I don't, I don't really know. Right. What, what do you think? I I think a lot of times when we get bogged down with, with life's struggles and and we bury them, you know, whether it be family issues Mm -hmm. or trauma or, or whatever it may be that we carry around with us our whole life, when for me, when I was able to sit down and unpack those bags and empty them out, I no longer had to carry those bags. So if you think of it, it, it he has these invisible bags that he's carrying around for the first 10 or 15 years of his career. Mm. And then all of a sudden he's able to go to, to Peru and set these bags down and pull the shit out and look at them and say, oh, I don't need this anymore. Let me offer it to the fire. Wow, and dude. you burn up all those things. It's like, shit. It's really good. Now I'm playing without those bags on me. That's you know? really good. You know? And, and so I think when we, when we unpack these things that we've carried our whole lives, it, it, it's going to increase 
not only your ability to see from a different perspective, but you're not carrying that weight anymore. It's like, holy shit, I'm lighter on my feet. I feel better. And one thing that he talks about deeply is self-love. He was able to find self-love through ayahuasca, you know, because there's an egoic self-love like, yeah, I'm the shit. And there's a true self-love like no matter how much you screw up, man, I I still love you and I still support you. Yeah, because you know, he had a two lot of types of love, a lot of negative talk, yeah, in his head. From what he said, yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of pressure, all the pressure in the world, all the pressure, pressure in the world, world literally sure. weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I can only imagine how just mean, like mean he was to himself. Yeah, you know, and um, I get that. Like, you know, we all try to be perfect. We all try to, you know, be these perfect human beings instead of loving ourself right no matter what yeah you know if you screw up that's gonna happen yeah but he talked a lot about self-love and just the negative voices in his head and um overcoming a lot of that with ayahuasca yeah that was that was his whole intent of the the first (laughs) night uh, to feel that unconditional Unconditional love. love and he said it was so powerful and he felt like there were a hundred hands laid on him from his ancestors and it just, he felt that unconditional love. Yeah. And, uh, man, I just think that's so beautiful. Yeah. So it's like for anyone to say like, well, that's bad. Yeah. What are you doing? You weirdo. It's like so for somebody to say that they felt unconditionally loved. I don't know if it was the first time for him, but that was his intent. And he, he said he felt it. Yeah. So it's like, that's bad. Yeah. How ignorant. Like, it may not be your path, but come on. It, right. It, but come on. Right. Like, what if some man, if somebody's healing, what's the problem? Right. What's the problem? You know, I, I heard Shannon Sharp kind of took that, um, hit that route with it. He said, you know, not really my thing. Would I go do it? Probably not. But if, if he went down to find himself, I ain't got no problem with that. Yeah. I got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah, I thought Shannon Sharp would be like, this fucking guy. Yeah. He even said, he's like, I'm not a huge fan of who he is, but yeah. if he used it to find himself. Um, and, you know, another point that, you know, going back to his status, like we all have struggles with self-love and, and we're um, we are not opening ourselves to hundreds of thousands of people speaking and thinking of exactly. us in a negative manner. Exactly. And though he may not hear any of that or his name is still in that negative energy pool. So all those things are connected and, and weigh on people, man. Yeah. You know, even if you don't hear it, that energy is still being cast it's out there. into the world. So there's hundreds of thousand people hating on Aaron Rodgers, Even if he's not li- tuning into it, it's still out there. Yeah. It's still out there to feel. Yeah. And so, you know, while, while we struggle with self-love, I couldn't imagine like, like you said, like being under that scrutiny and like, people hating on his every move, even though he's just a human. Like, I mean, it, I think in our society it's kind of hard. And I'm speaking for myself to feel sympathy for somebody that's making $50 million a year. It's yeah. like, well, <laughs> speak all the ill shit you want of me because I live like a King. Yeah. But at the same time, we're still human and, and yeah. nobody wants to be viewed in, in such a negative manner. Dude, those know? guys get like death threats. It's crazy. What people, the Dude. lengths people go to with sports figures, guys and, and gals and everything right. in between. Right. Uh, but it's like, bro, they get death threats, man. It's crazy, huh? <laughs> That's wild. Right. 
That is wild, man. Yeah. It is wild, and it's something to consider because I myself is like you, you. It's hard to find sympathy for those people when it's like, well, they live like a king, whatever. They open themselves up for it, but at the same time, the human aspect of it's like, man, that would that'd be horrible. Yeah, nobody deserves half the stuff that they. Not even all, n- none of it actually. Right. But it's just like, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I heard, yeah, some, like death threats. I was listening to Pat McAfee, his opinion on it. He talked about getting like death threats from just missing one kick or whatever. Like, yeah. I can't, you know, so it's wild, man. They have a lot of pressure. Yeah. Not only people like so involved in the game, but then you got like mafia gambling, gambling. and like bookies and people that are yeah. legit, like losing their lives with these huge bets and shit. Like that, that's a deep rabbit hole mm-hmm. of negative energy that mm-hmm. <laughs> that's around these people. So, that man just kudos to aaron Rodgers, man i uh hats off and you know i kind of started taking a liking to him uh earlier when, <laughs> when the pandemic hit yeah. he was really vocal about his own sovereign choice to mm-hmm. whether you believe in the vaccine or not to stand tall against the the narrative and say i'm not taking this because it's not how i want to live my life yeah that's brave mm-hmm. you know i don't care your opinion on the vaccine to stand up against uh, essentially a whole industry and say, Hey, not me, yeah. you know? And yeah. That, and that's why I, I loved it so much too. I'm like, man, I like this guy a little bit. Like he was always a great quarterback, but right. when the vaccine stuff happened and you know, what I didn't know is he actually, he was allergic to something that was in the vaccine. Yeah. No, I don't think anybody really cared about that. It's right. like, they just wanted to hammer him for not taking the vaccine. So, right. No, he's literally allergic to something in it. Right. You know, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what he said. So, but that's just the point. Though. Everybody wants to see the headline instead of read the story. Right. So, the age we're in today. But yeah, I started to like him a little more then. And uh, and then when he came out and talked about this, I was like, my man. Yeah. Instantly. Good for you, man. Huge Green Bay fan. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, Joey B's in the house now. Yeah. But, you know. No more MVP. Sorry, Aaron. At Paycor Stadium. <laughs> Did you see that? That's no. What, that's what they named it, I think. The Bengal Stadium? Yeah. They changed it? Yeah. No shit. It's Paycor. Paycor. God, corporations, dude. Pay. That's okay. Paul Brown was a turd, so. Yeah. Or the Brown be, family. It should be like Joey B's Playhouse. Jo- Joey B. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you going to the house tonight? Where? What house? Joey, Joey B's. B's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go. Super Bowl or bus, baby. The house, dude. That's what it should be called, the house. Yeah, you're going to Joey B's. Yeah, man. Hmm. It's going to be a fun year. Right, it's going to be a fun Write year. somebody about that one. Yeah, dude, I feel like we're going to come out on fire. Next thing we'll hear is Joe Burrow went to the fucking jungle. Dude, if, Do some if he opens himself up, man. Whew. Of course he may be open. I don't know. He already know may be open. Yeah, actually, yeah, absolutely. He's got the right. swag like it. but Yeah. Um, he definitely does, dude. Wow. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, it's, I don't know. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. Joey B's the man. He is. I'm excited for this season. Mm. And I'm excited for this podcast, man. This has been a good one. Yeah. It's been a fun one to talk about. And, and like I said at the beginning, it's like it really is two of my like most sacred worlds coming together. Like mm-hmm. healing with plant medicine and sports. Like that aside from family <laughs> and friends, you know, and I consider my friends my family. Absolutely. There's not there's not two other things that mean as much to me as, as the, the journey of plant medicine and, and sports. Yeah. So it's been a good one. And man, t- 
times are changing oh. rapidly, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I was kind of inspired to. I, I think I'm going to start a fundraiser for for the race and donate it to Maps and just do like 100 percent of the proceeds go to Maps. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah. So I I still got to figure out a route if I want to do a GoFundMe or just like a PayPal account yeah. or uh, something to, to put out there and you know not to pay for my race but to donate to, to maps. Donate to maps. Wow. Yeah, I've already paid for the race. So the multidisciplinary. I'm lost. Multidisciplinary. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah something about psychedelic studies. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's association. Like Forty years of. Uh, psychedelic studies essentially yeah. through science mm-hmm. not just a bunch of hippies getting together like hey let's push psychedelics out there but legitimate studies from very prestigious places and very prestigious scientists and biologists and neuroscientists and all the modalities coming together and and showing the power of these medicines that grow f- straight from the earth it's like man it's beautiful man straight from the ground yeah so i, I think Races here forward, I think I want to. It's kind of inspired me. This podcast has kind of inspired me to. That's awesome. Man. Do something more, you know? Absolutely. Do something more. That's awesome. Try to raise some funds. So be on a lookout if, if you're listening and you feel inclined to donate. Uh, get something out there for uh, donations so I can. We, not I, we all can donate to a, a cause that I believe in. Absolutely. And so that we believe in. Yeah. Anything in closing, brother? It's been a pretty good one. Um, no, that was just a that was a cool story. Yeah, man, it was neat to see a a different headline. That was yeah. a, that was a way different headline. Yeah, and it was like it it wasn't one where I was like, ugh, yeah, right. like more drama. God, monkeypox or <laughs> you know whatever. It's just like ugh, dude. But yeah, I was. I was pretty happy to see I, that one. I had not seen it when you and Austin started texting about it. And I was like, what? Yeah. What? That was awesome. Yeah. I think I saw it that morning. Yeah. I saw a clip of it on Instagram. I was like, what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is not normal. Didn't, didn't expect Yet. this. Yet. You know, and another uh, person that's that's big on the train is, is Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah. Mike yeah. Tyson. Yeah. Uh, changed his life too man. completely changed his life now he's like the voice of reason if you hear Dude. him talk it's like oh wow i mean you may have saw him, a clip of him recently just annihilating a dude on an airplane but you know that's oh really yeah. i have not yeah oh you told me about yeah, it. yeah yeah so but but besides that <laughs> right he's completely changed his life right. uh if you hear him on if you go back and listen to the rogan podcast um, one of them is when he's like, I think in the thick of like his, his journey and he's so like just vulnerable and like nice and just like, I don't know, just completely different Tyson than most people would, would dream of really. Right. And then he went back on and, uh, and he was getting ready to, f- uh, fight again. Um, I can't remember who he fought. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, he's like a different person. Like the the ego came back, and he was oh, in the yeah, gym yeah. and stuff, and like, yeah, he was amped the lion up. Came the back lion, out. yeah, the lion came back. Yeah, but yeah, he made he's made a big, uh, big impact on that community as well. That's what Rogan said. Uh, not ayahuasca, but mushrooms. He said that's what Rogan said he did when all the contra- controversy was surrounding him uh, a few few months ago. So. 
it heals did, man. A, did a mushroom ceremony and sat with it or oh uh, no i don't think he like i don't think he goes into that much detail about, about it like, how like ceremonies it. and stuff yeah he just eats them and you know shows. what he may who do how do i know right what, what am i talking about if he's hanging out with aubrey marcus they do they sit with shamans and shit yeah which uh they so he i guess i don't know i guess he's known aubrey for a while they own on it yeah together yeah. that's pretty cool yeah i was listening to a sportscaster like that knows nothing about joe rogan and aubrey he was like you know these two guys how do they like even know each other i'm like well they have a company together so yeah a pretty big company <laughs> it's interesting with the times dude it's funny yeah it is it is funny man it's, it's um who else uh mgk has spoke about it recently about psychedelic use about ayahuasca oh really mm-hmm. um megan fox was there with him yeah um who else I can't. I can't remember the, which one this was, but it was either uh, uh, Jim or John Belushi. I think it was Jim. Saw a recent clip of him. I think one of them's dead, but the other one that's alive. I could be totally wrong, but there's a clip out there, and he talked about how it helped him. Uh, he went to the jungle recently, so wow. more and more, more and more famous people are, are coming out to talk about it. Yeah, you know, man. It's beautiful, and it's also kind of like, oh, shit. There's got to be a balance in it, you know? I, I feel like there could be, like, a, a trendy thing where it, it – because, well, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think if you, if you do it and you don't have the integration afterwards, like, I think it's a very powerful process that could leave people more lost. It could. You know? It, so it I, definitely could. So I, I if you're listening and, you, and you're being called to it, just – Learn about it. Yeah. You know, learn about it. For sure. You know, just don't jump in because it's the, the quote unquote trendy thing to do. Uh, I see what you mean. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, which a lot, I don't know. See, here's the thing with that though. It's like, cause a lot of the framework around it is like you're puking and, and pooping all night. Like right. just purging. So it doesn't have a very like appealing. <laughs> yeah. It's not very like, Ooh, but the healing stories right i think are the most important right who knows just educate yourself you know if you're called to the path and and the medicine's calling you then i think anything a celebrity picks up is is going to be trendy i know know? i know and that's kind of that's kind of where i was going with it I, i i hate to see something so sacred not only to people that i've used it to heal but yeah. also like the spirit of the indigenous tribes and stuff that have have had this brew within their spiritual journey for so long. Like I would just hate to see it be exploited because yeah. it's trendy. Yeah. I guess that's what I mean yeah, more specifically. Absolutely. Um, to, and a hey, what better place in America, <laughs> right? To explore something <laughs> for uh financial gain. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I was going with it. So I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you're with me now. <laughs> Only in America. Hey, it wouldn't happen here, man. Yeah, no we're, way. We're, yeah, we're righteous people, so for sure. <laughs> Damn, affluent white people. You sons of bitches. It. You know that I heard that comment, and yeah. it was like it went around my mind for a little bit because mm-hmm. I was like, "Is there some truth to that?" There is. There is. There absolutely. There is, is some truth to it because yeah, you have to go out of the country to do it. Yeah, passports aren't cheap. Flights yeah. aren't cheap. Not at all. But, you know, on the other side of that, it's like, don't white people 
deserve to heal too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's kind of where my ego, I don't know if it's my ego or my soul. Like, Hey man, we, we deserve to heal too. Yes. You know, it was, so we're not exploiting it and, and, and taking advantage of it. And you know, those, those regions need money. So it's like a, it's like a win-win. It I is. It, I, I feel like it's a win-win too, um, <laughs> but you're right. It's like, yeah, the, the danger of exploiting it. It's, yeah. and it, I've not done it, but like, it's not like a, at least I don't think it's not like a, um, like alcohol, you know, like it's, it's not like appealing like that, you know? Right. Not, not at like all. A, it's like not a, a party thing. Yeah. Either. Yeah, exactly. It can be a very painful experience and yeah. I've never done ayahuasca, but I've done other psychedelics that have, uh, triggered those kind of trauma, um, Moments where you have to go through trauma. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, okay, you have no choice, but this shit is like. You're in mm. front of it. Yeah. Mm. It comes up out of your subconscious like, boo. Like, oh shit, this yeah. sucks. Yeah. So yeah, a psychedelic experience can be very painful. It can be very blissful. It can be very funny. It can be a wide range of things, you know. And, and so you're right. It's not like alcohol. Like, hey, let, you want to come over and drink some ayahuasca this weekend? <laughs> like, right. It's not like that. Yeah. Um, so. Hopefully the the sacredness of it stays there, and and these indigenous tribes and cultures aren't exploited for yeah. it, you know. So I don't know. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So pretty good episode, brother. Yeah, it's a fun one. I li- I like the free flowing ones. Me too. So all of you listening, check out the podcast. You will not be disappointed, even if you're not thinking of the psychedelic journey to go see two powerful men talk about being vulnerable and open emotionally. It's really powerful. Yep. So go check it out. Go check out all of our other episodes with this like 85 for us. We're, we're getting up towards a hundred lost count, right? That's awesome. Very exciting. Very consistent. Just hammering them out, being open and vulnerable ourselves. And, and we're grateful to have you as a listener. So, all of you out there, thank you so much. We love you. And until next week, that's a wrap. That's it. Into white light, all things running, 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 running. Took a bow and repay, moon night, moon night, moon night, moon night, moon night. Take a look at myself, see my third eye, third eye, third eye, third eye, third eye. Everything's already all right, always all right, always.